What's up, Brigadiers? You are tuned into the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry, and with me as always is Matt. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. excellent. Doing excellent, man. Yeah. That Can't is great complain. to hear. Beautiful weather here. You know, it's like balmy out. It's not too humid. Oh, man. Skate it's hot weather. as heck here, man. It's too Skate hot weather to do here, anything dude. here. Wow. Yeah. All right. Here we are at episode 37. I can't, I can't even believe it. That's crazy, man. Yeah. We're closing in on 50 episodes. I mean, that'll be here before we know it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. today we're talking about the video Suburban Diners. And our guests today are James Gall and Jamie Fortune. James was the editor on the video and Jamie Fortune was a, a team writer. So I think we're going to end up having a great conversation and, and learn some great history about this video. And I, I just want to mention, James was harder to find than uh, Catherine Stanley, I think. He was, yeah, took a minute to find him. Yeah. Talk about that. How, how did you track him down? Just general uh, internet searches. Okay. Yeah. But it, it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. yeah. I kind of asked around to some other, you know, Powell writers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I was like, who's James and how do I find him? And people were like, I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had to go, I had to go deep on uh, some Google searches. So did you hit him up and you're like, are you the James Gall that? Yeah. Yeah. That it was kinda, yeah. I left him a voicemail. I was just like, okay. if you're, if you're James that edited a skate video called suburban diners, give me a call. If you're not ignore this. message. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he called you back. Spell. Yeah. He called me back right away and he's just like, yep, that's me. And we How cool. said, Hey, we're I'm doing, I'm doing this silly show with my buddy. Would you come on and talk about suburban, suburban diners? And he was just like, yeah, that absolutely. Rules, yeah, it was cool. How cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to have these guys on here in a few minutes. But first, we have got a big announcement, a fun announcement. I will say first wave announcement. You ready? You ready to unleash this, Matt? Should we do it? As ready as I'll ever be, man. All right. Matt and I, as the Bones Brigade Audio Show co-hosts, will be at SkaterCon 9. And I'm not just talking being there as an attendee. We are going to have a booth and it's going to be great. So yes. our, our general idea is just to try to bring some more awareness to the show. I'm, you know, it'll yeah. be great, great to meet people, kind of promo the show. We'll have some type of giveaway that people can take with them so they don't forget, you know, yeah. like our website, yeah. etc. So SkaterCon 9 is Saturday, September 30th at the Etney Skate Park in Lake Forest, California. It's going to be great. Shout out to Adam Richards for putting this event on. I've always wanted to go to one of these. So mm -hmm. now we're going to be, you know, vendors or whatever you would say. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah every time one happens, I'll always see photos and like that looks footage awesome. from that it. Looks oh fun. yeah. It looks yeah. so great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited to go out there. We'll have some, some stuff for sale, some merch, some. Yeah. Things. We're working on some stuff. Yep. to make it re really impactful we can't say quite yet because we're still figuring out all the details so we'll have a maybe even by the next episode we'll have a have an announcement of something that. else yeah. yeah so we'll have some more announcements about our presence at SkaterCon 9 but i think it's going to be really good and it's going to be really it fun be fun yeah, yeah if you if you uh live in the area or if you're going please stop by say hello we'd love Definitely. to meet you we'd love to shake hands and mm -hmm. you know kiss babies and all that stuff yeah i'm hoping all our southern california friends can come hang out and say hi yeah, and, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely 
Yeah. I haven't been to California. I think it's six years now, maybe five years, six years, something like that. Yeah. I was there in April, but yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, to going. So it's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be fun. Yep. Exciting. So stay stuff. tuned for more info from us on SkaterCon 9. Definitely. Yep. So that's all I really had. Did you have anything that you wanted to mention? I have no. one other quick little thing. Not really. That's kind of the big one, you know? Yeah, that is a big yeah. one. Yeah. So this is kind of our first event as the, sh- as the, yeah, as the show. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the first of many. We'll see. Yeah. You know? But I did want to ask you, have you seen the new Indiana Jones film yet? No, I have no. not. No. I did. That's actually why I went to Florida is to go see one last Indiana Jones yeah, film with, with my dad. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of, I want to go see it one more, one more time. So I thought I'd have some time to go do that today. So that's why I kind of got mm. Indiana Jones on the brain, but I wanted to see did it. Did you like it? Seen. I did like it. I did yeah. like it. Yeah. It had to be better than the last one, right? Oh, that last one, man. I was so, I was so excited because it was yeah. like my favorite movies as a kid. Sure. It seemed course. like people were Star Wars kids or Indiana Jones kids, at least where I lived. It was like this, you know, versus type thing. And I Which was like, Harrison Ford, are you a fan of? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was on team Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay. So when, uh, kingdom of the crystal skull was coming out 15 years ago or yeah. whenever that God, was. was that long ago yeah i was just like i'm going to the thursday night midnight technically it's friday showing and about 30 seconds into that movie i was already like this is this is trash it's not working and i was oh, left the theater so bombed at like three in the morning or whatever and i and i yeah. never i've never seen it again i think yeah i think same with me i'm pretty sure i saw it in the theater and i never mm-hmm. watched it again yeah. 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 So they had to do a bit of course correction. And I mean, it's not a, this new one is not a perfect movie, but I, yeah. I was psyched. Yeah. And I was right. just happy to go on one more Indiana Jones adventure. So hell I, yeah. Yeah. So go check that out. You should go try to All get right. in the theater. I don't think movies stay in the theater that long. It seems like anymore. Like it'll be on yeah. Disney Dude. plus and next month or something. Uh, my daughter and I went and saw rad at mm-hmm. the, at the, at the movies, but mm-hmm. that, that was more like a, Special screening. Special screening. I don't think I've gone to a movie movie in the theater since pre-COVID. I think it was probably like sometime in December of 2019 or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I like to go to the movies. Me and the kids try to go quite That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should do that more. I'm too, like, I'm I'm too cheap, really, is what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, well, we could go to a park and that's free. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. It's too hot here. You got to go. We got to sit in the AC, air conditioning around here. Yeah. yeah, I get it. All right, man. So Suburban Diners, this was kind of a cool, uh, this was kind of a cool video for, for the time. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more, but this to me, and we've, we've kind of touched on this before, but this seemed to be a kind of a turning point video for Powell uh, yeah, back, back in these days. It's like a reawakening uh, of. A re- uh, yeah, definitely. A, I don't know if, you know, if, it, if it's just down to kind of having a little bit more of the legacy kind of team writers in this video. Mm-hmm. Mike, you know, V comes in and, uh, but yeah, to me, this is just a, it's like a, I don't, I mean, I don't want to get too heavy handed. It's not like it's a Phoenix rising from the ashes or something <laughs> like that, but yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has that vibe of, you know, a, a company finding its footing again a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I was excited to get to this one because this because with play and chaos and all that kind of stuff, you know, those videos, I knew them. I liked them, mm-hmm. but those were the ones where I 
when we when we started talking about doing this podcast, I remember even saying to you, like, dude, I'm not, I don't know how, like, I, I don't know how what helpful I'm going to be in those episodes because I just, you know, yeah, that's just not my wheelhouse. But suburban diners, it, diners is where I, I feel like it kind of started to gain some steam again. You yeah, know? definitely. So definitely, yeah. Well, we cool should get into it with these guys. Let's do it. Ready? Okay. Let's do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome James Gall and Jamie Fortune. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're so stoked to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes, thanks for having us. Of course. So, today we're talking about Suburban Diners, which is Bones Brigade video number 13. It was released on VHS in 1994 has a running time of 33 minutes, was produced by George Powell, directed by Steve Caballero. I thought that was really surprising to see <laughs> Steve listed as the yep. <laughs> director. Edited by James Gall. James, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? You are, that's correct. All right, I'm usually butchering, butchering everyone's <laughs> name, so I'm glad I got that right. And it was edited at the, at the Powell Offline Video Lounge and online at Quantum Video. So real quick, can you tell us the difference? What does that mean, offline and online? We see that a lot in the credits. And online uh, not being like inter, you know, the internet as we know it today. Right, right. Well, at the time, we did tape-to-tape -tape, uh, video editing. And so the offline was more of... Uh, just to put all the pick lock, all the pictures elements together. And then uh, the online process was just mixing the audio and adding the titles. And um, since the picture had already locked, I didn't really change much picture stuff at that time. So, okay. So you yeah. would kind of assemble the individual parts at Powell, right. and then you would take those to the offline facility and kind of just stick. Yeah. It all I think together. we did each skater and individually. And then in the online process, I put it all together with the titles. Very cool. Yeah. So how did you get involved? Because we don't see your name in any previous <laughs> videos, or I don't think. Yeah, I was uh, kind of an outsider. I, I, uh, I worked uh, with somebody that had worked with uh, George, and uh, she recommended me to uh, him. And I met with him once, and I don't know, we hit it off. Like, I don't know, it was that was really fun. And then um, I met Steve, and yeah, and we started editing the video at Powell, so... But I was kind of an outsider. I wasn't involved really with that group of people at all. And I think it was kind of a skeleton crew over there, as I remember when I showed up, mm -hmm. mainly just uh, designers and some stuff like that. Had you worked on any other skate videos before? Because you were I a hadn't. skater, correct? I was. Yeah, I grew up in Dallas and uh, mainly like parking lots. I wasn't very good, <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, I was a big fan of of steve's i knew who he was i knew who you know i knew who pal peralta was and uh, bones and all that stuff but yeah i just i didn't know any of those people beforehand it was just luck that i was in santa barbara working and i was just starting out as an editor so it was just Did you go to school for there. editing is that how you learned how to do it uh no i learned uh my uncle the quantum video my uncle was the engineer and i just wow. kind of interned there for a while and then i started working there so that's super cool. It was just down the street too from Powell, just, I don't know, a mile away. Jamie, real quick, I was wondering if you could give us like a quick history of how you got sponsored with Powell and maybe just a quick two minute timeline from getting sponsored up until Suburban Diners here. Yeah, it's fine. Um, like I was saying earlier to you, um, I back then was like the send in sponsor me tapes. 
I sent in a sponsor me tape to Pal right after Ban This, stoked on Frankie Hill. Uh, most of my footage contained me wearing the same stuff he was wearing in Ban This, red, red <laughs> rat bones, sweatpants, and the green intelligence report uh, Pal t-shirt. And I got a letter from Todd Hastings basically telling me that they were going to hook me up and that Frankie liked my style and started getting stuff from there. And it just uh, basically it was in Oregon all the time, went down there every once in a while. I had to audition for him, which was for oh, wow. Frankie Hill. And uh, it was for Frankie Hill and actually Stacy Peralta at the time. It was like right when he was leaving, which was it, it was just insane. And then most of the time I spent my time up in Oregon and they'd have me they would pay for me to go to like the what were they castle not castle contests uh, like the nationals and districts contests. Mm -hmm. I do that and we got a chance to me and uh, my friend Rockman that I got on the team later on uh, like a year after I was on got a chance to have some tricks in we we had a chance to have some tricks and i think pal eight that didn't work and then it skipped all the way over till we had a couple tricks and chaos then uh that's when we kind of todd hastings told us we were on full lamb which with todd we don't know if that's true or not todd just likes <laughs> to say whatever whatever goes with him yeah and uh yeah just that and then there was the play video and we filmed for that and sent in our tapes and basically i was really bummed on my skating in that video because i should have done what rockman did and made it short and it just made me skate harder and for so when suburban diners came around i had finally hit puberty i was a late bloomer and mm -hmm. <laughs> filmed for a long time with that i breathe brings i mean that brings it up to where to suburban diners or whatnot i guess um okay how long after play do you start to hear hey we're, we're gonna start on a new video can you remember we did we didn't what happened was is play happened there was a one of the regional contests down in san diego and it was me and my friend rockman and rockman was killing it at the time and he had world industries looking at him day one song was really stoked on him pal was thinking about turning him pro all the other guys i got along with but i was like on the trip i was the like the butt of the jokes like and, and they were like you're such a good sport about it like i remember i did a kickflip no slide down this rail it took me a long time and jeff taylor came up and threw a whole box of cornflakes on me and <laughs> like just like <laughs> all this stuff but anyways uh yeah i did there was no real say to it that that whole summer went by and then all of a sudden i just started skating a lot i went snowboarding for the first time got like upper body strength and then mike v came along and it was basically like okay i'm cutting the team down to like what i see fit so i mean it was kind of scary we went down for a trade show i think it was in uh the end of 93 beginning of 94 and he basically watched everyone skate and after that he's like okay you're on you're on you're on basically rockman which was crazy at the time just because i rockman had some bad stuff going on with him he's like you're your trial <laughs> and they basically told us like he basically told us like we're gonna start working on some sort of project maybe a tour video maybe a promo video something 
and I saw it as my chance to strike for redemption for hating my part in play so bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that just so I mean it. We knew we were filming for something. Didn't know how long it was going to be, and it was before Steve and like before Cab like really entered the picture. Like he was obviously a staple on Pal. Mike had no say in whether Steve's goes or not, you know. Yeah. So, so I like it, it wasn't till the that summer of uh, that summer of I think, yeah summer of ninety four that we uh, me uh, Rich Caldwell jason clark a bunch of guys that ended up not really being in the video those guys we went on this tour with with cab like they they sent sent us all to steve caballero's house and he just took us basically as like as a acting team manager to take us on this west coast trip which was amazing because we got to stay at like every bones brigaders house like the, tonight we're staying at Steve Sai's house. Tomorrow night we're going to stay at Ray Barbie's. Oh, Lance Mountain's the next night. Like all these guys, you know, that grew up just idolizing him. Like, is this really happening? <laughs> nice. So wow. it's just, a, it was amazing because it, we, yeah, it just went from like, you know, you're on the team, but you're up there and who cares as long as we know you're skateboarding. I think like after play, it was kind of like, we're just going to kind of keep this ship alive, hopefully. You know, yeah. if it, if, if it sinks, we'll let you know you're we can't give you stuff anymore so james were you when you came on were they already in production on the video i think they had almost finished shooting everything they did uh some shooting while we started editing in santa barbara but all the shooting had pretty much been completed do you remember what kind of timeline it was from when you first started the first cuts to when it was all done I think it was just a couple of weeks. It was just maybe oh, wow. just a week even. Yeah. yeah like wow. one week of the offline yeah. together mm-hmm. and then one week of the online took three or four days. So. Wow. Really quick then. Yeah. Pretty quick. I wanted to ask if either of you guys know where the, the title Suburban Diners came from. Who came up with that? Or was that a reference to something? The picture on the cover is basically it. We just went these different places to take photos of the team for the cover because mm-hmm. they wanted to do like wanted to have a, the team on the cover, but not make it look too hokey. And we went to this diner. I I think it was in Galita. It was some like just old uh, like fifties diner. And I can't remember who came up. I want to say Matt Eversol maybe came up with the name just by saying like we're walking in. Ooh, suburban diner. <laughs> and cab caught on to it or whatever and it became the name and none of us had a problem we were like yeah that sounds fine like That's it cool. doesn't sound healthy or whatever so just yeah so the the video was kind of named after just this cool promo photo that you guys got that was at a diner yeah yeah which if you think about it all the other places it could have been named like beach bums because we like went, like just some stew like we just went to so many like different places but i mean that one just took it and it had and also it was the one of the only ones we got to shoot with mike because it was we we shot a bunch from before mike v was there and i think he was in that one i know he was there but i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure he's in the photo yeah the photo it kind of reminded me in a way of the cover of animal chin where it has like the team on the cover so i thought that was kind of interesting because all the other videos are more you know artwork based 
And then the, yeah. the photo also reminded me of the the uh, the group shot on the first Fugazi record where they're sitting at the counter at like a. Diner. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, never even thought that. about that. I like that's one of my favorite bands, and I never never even thought to think that. that uh, yeah, that just that's crazy. Saying that just makes me realize. Yeah, it is kind of. Do you remember who? Maybe that that, that would maybe that a photo? Mike V. That might be like a subliminal Mike V thing. Because yeah, that could be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you remember who shot that photo? Oh, I Jim Knight maybe. Lance Dahl, I want to say Lance Dahlgart, but okay. I, maybe not. Like we had some some guys shooting in Santa Barbara that almost want to even say Johnny. I swear Johnny Oliver sometimes had a camera out, but I mean I could be completely wrong. I, I it's 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 a hazy. I was like I said I was seventeen. All I really cared about is skating, and I think Lance Dahlgart or maybe Lance Dawes, one or one or the other. Maybe it was Lance Dawes because Cab was friends with him. So I, maybe he came down and shot it. It was either that or some like staff, someone kind of on staff or Bow Mill might have mm -hmm. done it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been looking forward to getting the, getting to this video on the show. I kind of think of it as like the, the next chapter from doing the yeah. show. I kind of think of, you know, like Bones Brigade video show to propaganda is like a, an era. And then I think maybe like eight until play is like an era and i think this is like yeah the start of chapter three we're yeah with celebrity tropical fish in the yeah, yeah with celebrity tropical fish in the middle there that for some reason is like that's like a gem i think yeah, that's like a really good one. it doesn't belong in any of those categories it's just weird yeah but yeah well, no yeah i totally agree by 94 we're coming out of the big pants small wheels type era things are getting a little cleaner and yeah clo clothes are slimming down a little yeah. bit and then I think just Mike V coming yeah, back to the I, team, that was like like a pro wrestling like storyline almost, you know? Yeah, that and he was like, I mean, in a good way, like a drill sergeant, but in a good way, like he wouldn't like just be like, you do this or you're blowing it, you're off the team. It was more like he would give you like uh, just ideas and just he had your, as long as you're cool, you had, had your back. I mean, he... I think he tackled at least three security guards for me <laughs> like, <laughs> in different spots. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, as long as like eyes are on the prize. Cause I mean, I was kind of like a stoner kid and he didn't care as long as I wasn't blowing it. And he, I mean, he was the driving force behind it. I mean, like really, really wanted it to bring pal back. Then that's why he came back like get like give a video that like had a chance that people would watch it and actually go wow this is a, a pal video matt do you have any general thoughts on suburban diners do you remember when you first got it or how it came into the mix for you i don't really remember when i i don't even actually know if i ever owned this video i think my brother might have <laughs> okay. um i mean you know it's one of those ones where like I can't remember. There's been so many that have come and gone, but I do remember thinking when this video came out, like you just said, it just seemed like a return to form of some kind. It didn't mm -hmm. like, it didn't feel like the old videos, but it just felt like more of a, more of a video, like more of a put together. You know what I mean? Like it just had more. It, mm -hmm. it, I, I don't know how to, and maybe, and maybe it was just, yeah. you know, cab had a super strong part. The music was super good. Like Mike V was back, like that kind of stuff. And you're just like, Oh yeah. You know, as a guy who came up, like in the band, this public domain era and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, like you said, it was kind of getting away from like this super huge giant clown pants and the <laughs> tiny bearing cover wheels and kind of <laughs> getting back to like something that resembled, you know, 
so yeah, um, no, I, I always liked this video. This was my favorite of that, like you said, of that sort of era of that like early '90s, early to mid '90s Powell output. I always loved this one the most by far. James, so when you got in the edit bay, did they just let you run loose, or did they kind of give you some some thoughts and ideas they had, or like were you coming up with the order of the skaters or anything like that? Uh, no, I I think Steve came up with the order. Yeah, and- I did. Yeah, and him director and, Steve Caballero. Yeah, right, right. Him and uh, Mike had all the everybody write out all their uh, the time codes of their parts. So I had I had selects basically to work with, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of creative control about how I put it together. So I don't know that ended up working really well. So that's cool. What about the music? Were the skaters choosing the music? Yeah, or... they, they all chose the music. Yeah, Jamie, I got to tell you, I was a huge strung out fan at that point in time i remember like oh man the opening opening like scene of apollo video is like just coming out coming out with some strung out and i was like that's all right by me yeah no like yeah i i grew up on like the bad religion pennywise no effects and then yeah that summer i heard the first propagandi first Mm -hmm. propagandi and strung out album and i was in love i'm like i'm gonna use one or the other propagandis that album was just a little too hectic and that drag me down song strung out worked the best and and like i got steve into a lot of that stuff like because he was like into older punk and so yeah oh, okay. I, I was it was one of my favorite songs i picked for a video because a lot of times that southern cal stuff doesn't work for core skate videos and i didn't think it would at first but it did it ended up working to the point i mean i was i was satisfied with it for sure yeah for sure and, and also yeah. some of that stuff can it can kind of date videos a little too hard sometimes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if it's yeah, like yeah. Bro, bro him or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just so, you know, this year that it happened. But that song is a yeah. little more on the fringe, so it doesn't quite feel like it dates the video yeah, too, yeah, too much. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Because they were like, I knew of Fat Records and I had heard other bands like Lagwagon that I didn't hate, but I was just like, I don't really like this stuff. And then my buddy's just like, you got to hear this band and that band both strung out propaganda. I'm like, oh, these are fat record bands. Mm-hmm. I was like, because they're kind of metal, too. They're like they're kind of stray a little away from that fat record sound because they're kind of a little bit of like thrash metal with mm-hmm. the fat sound or whatever. So yep. and I was like kind of a metal head. It was either hard hip hop or metal. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, let's pop in the tape and then we can kind of go uh, <laughs> scene by scene on this thing. So we, it starts with a cold open of a police officer kicking uh, yeah, some of the team out ever. of the... <laughs> yeah, he, he actually mentions that he used to skate himself, so he's kind of got yeah. a soft spot for skaters. And instead of just coming in club swinging, he's kind of like, you come back later after the mall's closed. I can't believe he told you you could just come back later. Like, that's insane. <laughs> and, and usually a lot of times when they say I used to be a skater, it's just their excuse to like, be kind of a jerk about other stuff like i wasn't there when that happened i wish i was there when that happened that was like before i was down there but Mm -hmm. that looked like an amazing situation yeah it's it's funny i think he says like he's there till 5 30 or he's there till 6 so they can come back at 5 30 <laughs> like he wants to watch him skate for half an hour or something yeah because he says he's like i'll be here later too or whatever it was, yeah it's kind of weird but then we get the the Powell Diamond logo, which uh, they actually just reissued a, a board with that on it, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, wow. And then we get, you know, uh, script font, you know, presents 
suburban diners. And then we get an opening montage that has one trick from each kind of the more featured skaters yeah. of the video. And Jamie, you have the first trick, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that was my first trip down to like that trade show when I first got to meet Mike in person. And I that was one thing that like a couple tries, if any other time, Mike V was there, so I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like it wasn't that trick what fakey flips wasn't my strong suit at that time, but just had to do it. But <laughs> yeah, that was I was pretty like that was Cab's idea all all the way to have me have first part and first trick. Kind of wanted to line. I think he lined it up like that. The beginning of the video, I think, goes with each like per. Maybe it doesn't actually. I can't remember. It, it might go oh, with the like order say, of the like, montage. Yeah, order of yeah, the it's montage. Yeah, a little different. Order I the think. skaters. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Because then after you, it's uh, Cab, Danny Wainwright, uh, Mike V, Jason Phillips, and Gershon Mosley. Yeah, so it's close. I think one thing is because it's Gershon got on the team while we were filming for it. So okay. that could have been why they threw him at the end. At the end. And then it just goes, so we get, you know, each part is kind of starts out with that diamond logo and, and the person's last name. Yeah. And then here you are, first part. So I wanted to know first part. I know that's like a big deal. You people want to have first part or last part, but maybe yeah. did that still hold true back then? Or is that something that was oh, like yeah. later on? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, it all boiled down to just the tour. We went that tour in 94, that summer tour we went on in 94. Um, one thing I helped, I, I mean, Cab was an amazing skateboarder and he's going to be amazing Steve Caballero no matter what, but we kind of breathed new life into him like for like street skating because mm -hmm. he was a vert skater that could skate street but i mean he, he liked skating vert most obviously that was his thing and it was me and the other two guys rich caldwell and uh jason clark staying at his house and i think it kind of made him feel young again i pushed him a lot with things like I, cause I was, a, I was more bratty and outspoken mm -hmm. <laughs> and like put my foot in my mouth a lot, but I would tell him like, you, you can do something better than, than that at the end of the line or whatever and, or whatnot. And his idea that like, he's like, okay, you, like, like the footage that I had. And like I said, the other two guys that were on that tour, just, they, they got some footage. I think Rich Caldwell tried to get on someone else and Jason Clark was just kind of bummed on skateboarding disappeared but so yeah it was his it was steve's idea to definitely did have me do the have the first part that's great i mean oh. dude coming from the the frankie hill you know like growing up on band this and being a frankie hill fan you know like you're you're those are some big shoes right there man that first part of oh. a pal video i mean that's like you know what yeah. I mean? like that's hollowed ground right there yeah you even know. though it was a not not the same pal yeah and Plus I had the, I had to redeem my play part. Like to like, I was like, basically it was just junk to me. Like it could, I, I was just bummed about it. And plus, like I was saying that the right before the, the winter of 94, it started snowboarding and it really changed. Like it changed my upper body strength and everything in that video. Like I have more pop and I could do things smoother yet my style was still kind of stiff because it was uh, getting used to a new weird body or whatever yeah it, well the first thing i of... notice is you're not a little kid anymore it's like you're yeah suddenly you're a man all of a sudden compared <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. previous two videos 
Yeah, for sure. To get, yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew, I, I grew, like I had a weird growth spurt in the summer of '93, uh, around the time after play came out and stuff. And so, yeah, a lot of determination plus luckily just dumbfoundedness of cro- snowboarding being cro- a cross trainer for skateboarding that I had no idea it would do that to me or whatnot. And yeah, it's, it, and a lot of my part was filmed in, in Portland and yeah, most of it was filmed in Portland except for like a few clips in San Jose. So most of it was filmed by, like I was telling you, telling you this earlier by two filmers, uh, Kurt Hayashi, who's no longer with us, and my buddy Bryce Atkinson, who's no longer with us either. Um, those guys were like, uh, Bryce was like my skate homie that I skated with all the time. And then Kurt was also a skateboarder, obviously, but he just wanted to film. And so, yeah, I mean, like they filmed pretty much everything. It was crazy to think that. So James in the edit bay, Jamie's in there. Oh, like, Hey, do this or do that, or are you just kind of uh No, you, I th- I think they just had um or they had the time codes. Yeah, their time codes and stuff. And then they really gave me the freedom to put it together how I, you know. Mm-hmm. So the I think they kind of we stuck to the order of stuff for the most part, but yeah. But just uh, yeah, making every, it all work yeah. with the music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, I remember uh, you put some funny stuff into it though like yeah you, you broke up the atmosphere sometimes because we were like you know we were in a hotel for like a month there and there's nothing to do if you're not from galita <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, like right. I, like like i remember some of the stuff just like doing like the rewinds and stuff and like the danny wainwright like the bump jumping off oh, yeah. like <laughs> like <laughs> watching that over and over where the the bump jumped on the skateboard yeah, yeah, on that yeah. thing like oh. and you kept like rewinding it for <laughs> like just slam back, yeah, back. like what like a like an internet gif would be oh, yeah, it was so amazing it was so good yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get to that but yeah, yeah quick sorry. question no 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 but quick question on that was that actually the bum getting put into the the ambulance or was that like another was it, actually him danny i think said yeah the the yeah the guy couldn't get up or something and they put him in the ambulance but didn't end up driving away with him oh like okay. got him in yeah, yeah. we're gonna get him going and then like the guy freaked out wanted to get let go or something yeah, i, I didn't mean know if that was just like stock footage of somebody getting yeah. into an ambulance to just sort <laughs> no, of no 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 yeah it was the same day it's like down that same street and everything so Amazing. yeah <laughs> You've got some great yeah. lines too. I love the kind of opening line that ends with the switch 360 flip over that gap. I thought that was super great. Yeah, I'm surprised that like like have, going back to the snowboarding cross training thing. This is like a trick. Like I filmed that trick as a, a single trick, like for play, where it like bounced off the dirt and like mm-hmm. barely landed landed it like like terrible. And actually, when we filmed that line, that was obviously the line I wanted to do, but like how when i landed it i was surprised that i landed as good as i did or whatever uh my last trip i broke an ankle it was two days into our trip to like be in san jose film a little bit more then go down and edit the video and i'm like yes i got a couple more things i want to do this is great we got like two weeks either first or second day i was there we go to some spot and i was just messing around on something i roll my ankle so bad like Mm. puffy huge and just blue just terrible and Somehow, like it was either the next day or the day after that, I was actually able to do that for some reason. It was my trailing foot, like 
not the my like because I'm landing fakey, so it's not my front foot or like my back foot, I guess you call the foot on my nose because it's a nollie trick and I'm landing fakey. It was my my other foot, so I luckily there was no pressure on it. It's a ripping opening part, man. You yeah, know, it's you, a great yeah, it's a great opening. Yeah. Like we said, yeah. you know, you kind of got yeah. think about you know Tommy Guerrero or Frankie Hill opens a couple of videos. Mike so Frazier, Mike Frazier, and eight. Yeah, so that's kind of like a definitely a coveted spot. No, yeah, I yeah, I really thought about that when when they did that, and plus to Steve Caballero saying and Mike too, like it, it was definitely surreal, and it's definitely the time where with the other videos, I didn't, I knew I was on the team, but I didn't feel like really a part of the team. Not like in a way like people, the guys hated me or whatever, but I really felt like I was a part of it. And I'll say one last thing that, cause this has happened twice to me before it's kind of negative, but funny. But after that came out, George Powell made sure to tell Steve to let him, let Jamie know that he's not going pro yet. Oh wow! Whoa, <laughs> that was that was like the congratulations on the good part, which I mean, it's no big deal. It's just funny, like that happened to me with my globe part too. Like my later on in life, yeah, great part, but we're not giving you a shoe yet. I'm like, who said I wanted a shoe yet? <laughs> it's just kind of it's just kind of funny. Like, good good job, but I'm like, where is this coming from? I didn't I didn't like. I was not like I was like talking like, yeah, I'm going to go pro or something like that. I'm just like, okay, that's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. And now, that. <laughs> at, at this point in time, correct me if I'm wrong, but there, Powell wasn't running pro boards. At yeah. This point no pro that. models at this point right, right now. Yeah. It was Making like pretty, pro boards. Yeah. Yeah. They discontinued all the pro boards, I think in 93 at some point and they came back at yeah. 97. I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, so it's being, like, you know, being a pro, yeah, that was you a hard can't get your name, you know, can't get your name on a board anyway. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think because Danny Wainwright's pro, but he never, I don't think yeah. he had a board because he's in that, that little no, yeah, he, no pro model era. He was, he was pro in that video. And, and like most people that watch the video wouldn't know the difference of me and would lump me and him as the same, like, like caliber on the team mm -hmm. when no, he was pro. I was am like right. and that's that's all there was to it but it, it made it like that's one thing when gershon got on the team and once we get to his part i'll tell you some stuff about how he got on the team but that was right. a hard selling point for point for gershon he's like i don't know if i want to ride for a team that's not going to give me a pro board mm -hmm. like all right well man, yeah here it, we it are was understandable gershon mosley skating to counting crows Rain oh he King. does have the second part <laughs> yeah well i think the song i was so was surprised a... when this came on i i don't even know if it it works and it i, I was like i enjoy like i guess i'm getting older because i was like i kind of dig this counting crow song right there's right. some cheryl crow in here yeah. too yeah lots of crows lots of crow i didn't mind it danny wainwright made fun of it all to hell he's like what the hell we're 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 hanging out with you all day. KRS One's blaring in your headphones. You're gonna pull, skate to County Crows. Like, <laughs> like, like what? What's the deal? Like like when get like it was yeah. It was just funny. And I think Danny Rainwright even said something about his like just later on seeing drive. He had like it's me. He's like your music just doesn't fit. Like it's not even stuff you listen to on a daily average. It like or is it like your closet music or something? Yeah. Guilty Gershon's pleasure, part in that video is yeah <laughs> but Gershon's part in that video uh amazing and 
how he got on the team is that summer tour, he would just like by accident show up at spots we would go to and he would destroy it compared to us. Mm -hmm. Like me, Steve and all the guys there. And then we started stalking him, <laughs> like going to like after he'd randomly show up at spots we were at, we started stalking him and we had to like muster up the courage to like, we need to get him on the team. <laughs> Did he come over I, from Santa Cruz or was there something in he between? Was, he, Santa no, Cruz he was, he was on, I, yeah, there was, it was like hazmat or milk. There was like two different ones. It was like hazmat, a company that didn't last that long. And then milk skateboards, yeah. I want to say he had like quite a few, like, uh, before santa cruz and after like in between he just he had these companies to get on where the people doing it promised him the stuff and it just always panned out to be didn't work out or whatever i think i remember the first time seeing him one of those santa cruz uh strange note videos he's got i mean his style is so just a huge pop on everything skating fast it's like super great to watch yeah for sure and i uh, the I mean he's he skated that way like it was crazy he would skate that way on like medium sized handrails where you got like on tech tricks like switch tricks where you have to go slow to do that and somehow on that type of thing because you pop up and you glide down a couple stairs and you get on it and somehow he'd be able to go fast and get on at the top he had the, he had a weird. He had this, he has this weird, he still probably has it weird technique of where he can do no slide tricks on ledges without his wheels touching the ledge. Mm -hmm. Like, and it takes a lot. Like, I mean, everyone who skates ledges knows your wheels bite the, like the ledge while your nose sliding, like just like the base plate of your truck. And he just had this way where he could actually do no side and tail side tricks without touching anything but the tail or nose of the board. Wow. Like, just a unique guy like a unique guy all together is all atv too, mini ramp stuff every night we when during the editing he'd skate the pal skate zone mini ramp and just kill it <laughs> so is the edit base still right off the skate zone yeah i believe so i think it was right off like we walked I, yeah yeah it was right off the skate zone do you have any uh memories of of uh cutting uh Grishan's part or does it all kind of blend together a little bit? Yeah, it all kinds of I'm, yeah, it blends together. Yeah, it was quick. Um, I sometimes I think like, oh, the editing must have taken a year or something. I just think of editing as being <laughs> like this long thing. But even when you tell me it took like a week, I'm just like, wow, I wish I could make a video that fast. That's that's pretty yeah, crazy. I do remember something. Okay. I remember that uh it was really easy to cut them together because of just how fluid all his tricks and lines are or everything yeah mm -hmm. it was really easy to put together like it just naturally came together without you know much effort really yeah you know uh, for me watching gershon it's like he's so he's got so much power and he's got so much style and everything is just yeah. super clicked and it's it's high and it's like you know you remember like back in those days like a yeah. lot of the tricks were super low the boards stayed low you jumped up and the boards stayed low and everything yeah. was like really <laughs> awkward and Gershon is just like, everything is pulled in and it's super tight. And it's like, you know what I mean? He's just got just yeah. and style. And yeah, I can imagine rolling Hon up to. Yeah, honestly, know. he was our ticket to the girl and chocolate guys noticing us because mm -hmm. they liked him. And they even thought like, this is a good candidate for chocolate. I never think it went any further for them. Just probably saying that like hearsay here and there. But like, 
like back then of course you're a street skater those are the cream of the crop guys those are the bones brigade guys now i mean at that point girl and chocolate mm -hmm. and so they watch some of those guys watch the video because they want to see Gershon's part like that's like he was kind of like he was getting a buzz like that because he was going to famous spots like hubba hideout in san francisco doing stuff that hadn't been done there yet so yeah it was it was pretty awesome all right, next up is Danny Wainwright skating to De La Soul. Millie pulled a pistol on Santa. That's a that's a song title for you. And this is Danny's first <laughs> appearance uh, in a Powell video. And he's another guy that has like huge pop and a huge ollie. Didn't he have a high ollie record? Yeah, he had the world's record for the yeah. highest ollie at one point. Yeah, yeah it, Reese Forbes high ollie challenge. He beat Reese Forbes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, and he did it easily. Yeah. He did it like easily too, like like no problem whatsoever. And then the, he yeah, was he was he had that record till another Powell skater did the highest. Yeah, Aldrin Garcia. Yeah, Aldrin Garcia. That was about right. ten ten oh, years yeah. ago. Maybe. Yeah, I mean Powell. You know the skaters invented the ollie. They got the highest ollie. They got the three sixty ollie. They got the five forty. It's just like <laughs> they got all the ollies, man. You can't you can't stop it. Yeah, with everything with. Danny Wainwright was so good and everything, but for that video, no offense to him, I could understand where he's coming from. But pulling footage out of him was like trying to pull a piano out of a lake. Like <laughs> he would do, he would be skating the whole time we're skating, doing the most amazing stuff. And the video camera come out, and he's like, "Maybe we'll film this tomorrow." <laughs> like oh, what? Wow. What? Like why? And he, he just I don't know. He just he want I think he wanted more like footage of his like of london like england in his part mm -hmm. which was understandable because a lot of us had our parts were kind of based around our town so mm -hmm. it's not like he was a problem or anything there was never any like no one was bummed on him for this it's just like kind of like we go to spots that were just potentially his spot like no one's going to be able to like actually skate that picnic table on flat like he can or whatever like mm -hmm. jump over a picnic table on a like nose manual of like a full-size picnic table in a line or whatever and i think he was just picky it's understandable it was first part mm -hmm. i mean yeah did so. he move to the states or was he just visiting no he came out um to stay at cabs like it was after we had that tour and like i said like that we were like a two, three weeks before going down to Powell to finalize it, start editing the video. Um, he flew in then too. And and it was like that time was basically me and him, me and him staying at Steve's house. And so, yeah, he, he basically filmed that part in that three weeks. And even with the fact that it was hard to get him to want to actually like film what he was doing, that's you still got an amazing part out of him like once we edited, edited the part i was just like i can't believe that it's that amazing when there are so many times like dude film that it's that danny that's amazing no it's <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah are you serious he was more he, he got more stoked like we go film if you watch gershon's part there are background props of me and danny danny wainwright in the background like doing like stationary layback grind stalls on ledges while Gershon's doing a line he like skates by us mm -hmm. and like that's all Danny got psyched on for a while he's like dude like he's like where can we get in the background for Gershon's next <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can and tell you, yeah. were you guys like all on a like a road trip together because you can see 
you know, you, some of the, the you guys spots. are at the same spots or you're in the background yeah, yeah. cheering yeah, you're watching for cars just, and stuff. Yeah. It was like staying at cabs. And like for the first week, we just skated San Jose spots. And then we like creeped our way down to Pal for the editing of the video. So mm -hmm. it was like two, three weeks. And a lot of Danny Wainwright's part was probably like most of it was filmed when we like during that three week time like with within no time uh which the, like i said makes it amazing and me and gershon had kind of the same chemistry except backwards gershon had a couple tricks that were like kind of filmed by with himself and his own filmer and then the majority of it was like during that trip and like unlike me where mine was just a couple tricks filmed with that and the majority of it filmed by myself or whatever but uh yeah so yeah danny filmed most of that part in that in that small amount of time and it was nothing for him uh, i remember after the video we always like like thought like what if he actually tried <laughs> yeah his style <laughs> like, is like, pretty actually, casual he, yeah 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 seriously like like what if he actually tried because sometimes he would like just mess around and it would be something trying harder than he would on filming a line or whatever and be like oh wow like if we can only get him to actually <laughs> want to like if, like feel the need to actually try hard enough to pull what he's trying and get it was i don't know he he was i would say he was the most natural talent out of like new blood in that video it was just ridiculous i love his uh lip slide up the handrail at the end oh yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had pop to, like, his pop was just ridiculous, and it was not just, like, an ollie. It was, like, everything, like, 180 stuff, like, typical flip stuff. Like, I had never seen someone 360 flip high, as high as he could on flat back then. I mean, mm -hmm. people may, might nowadays, but, I mean, he could do it, like, straight over benches, and it's, like, the hardest trick to do straight over something, and he could just do it, like, nothing. It was insane and like wow yeah it's definitely like i'd probably yeah next to gershon's part like gershon's part is probably one of my favorites when it came out to to like it comes to tech street skating and kind of skating fast and then danny's was always the one to watch like what i envied i could do like envy i get my board that high in the air mm -hmm. or whatnot. so and he had no technique to it i asked him once I'm like did you like like figure out a way to like jumping stationary or whatever he's like no i'm like oh so you just did it just yeah good. <laughs> yeah yeah just naturally came to him so nice it's amazing all right next up steve caballero skating to cheryl crow <laughs> james <laughs> Are you kind of freaking out like, holy cow, I'm editing a Steve Caballero part for a Powell video? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was surprised he chose that piece of music also. Yeah. This <laughs> all, it, it, really... it works, though. I don't know. It's, it yeah. does, actually. Yeah, it, it brings does kind work. of a fun, yeah. fun vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is also but, uh, in the day, like, we're just lifting songs, like no one's asking for permission yeah, or getting rights. Just or, give them a credit and hope yeah, for the best. And, and uh, Steve is back in this video. So the previous video play, he only had like one or two tricks and didn't have like a proper part. So it's oh, really? good to see him back here. At, like, Yeah, I think throttle. I told you there was ankle. He had an ankle problem. I'm pretty sure I would have right. to, du I would double check with him, but from like chaos, Mm -hmm. until like be right before like the whole 
fruition of Mike V getting on pal or whatever. I think he had some pretty bad ankle problems. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. I also feel like this is probably the genesis of when people refer to him as street cab. This is kind of like the era they're, yeah. they're referring to where he's just handrails, you know, super street skater. He's got all the yeah. flip tricks. Even though by scenic drive, he was even more like he had progressed like insanely from suburban diners to scenic drive, like with clips and four one and stuff. And it was just crazy. Cause he was, 29 he turned 30 like right when we had like a homie premiere for the like at this place for the suburban diners video and i remember thinking i was like that is so old <laughs> like, <laughs> like i was like he's he's killing it and that's like back then that was that was like dinosaur age like but i didn't realize <laughs> like honestly honestly that's like kind of when your prime hits and i think he was i think it seemed like for a couple of years there was like probably one of the happiest he'd been probably for a while. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. sure he had great times in the eighties or whatever, but I mean, he definitely became street dude. Like he, even though he had to put up with my like jerky, butt, put jerky ass, leaving my socks all over his like living room and smoking all his girlfriend's weed. Like he still, <laughs> he, even though I was a headache, he still always wanted me to come down to skate just because, like he wanted someone to street skate with. <laughs> so that's cool. Let's see. There's a Matt Eversall cameo in here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So was Matt on Powell Flow or is he just like a filmer yeah. from San Jose or he was uh he was Cab's filmer. Okay. Um, I don't know how that whole thing sparked about, but then he became flow uh, like for suburban diners. And after suburban diners, he was pretty much full am for a while we did like this trade show promo video somewhere in the middle of before scenic drive and and he was just killing it but then he started started just like kind of being lazy about it and wanting to i think he started selling more and wanting to film or, and do other stuff and i he kind of left pal pretty quick like after that and i can't remember exactly what he did at first it was before he had anything to do with enjoy or even enjoy was around, but yeah. Uh, yeah. He did. Did he have a trick in Steve Caballero's part too? Yeah. He's got a trick here in yeah. uh, C's part and then he's got some more yeah. footage. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. I think he's the only one who has a trick in someone's part. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Like a, a, like a guest trick in someone's part, Yeah, but I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah him and him and Steve were, were really tight they were really close and stuff and also I, he was the guy that like when cab couldn't put, put up with my stoner ass socks all over the floor he'd call matt and go matt you need to bring him over to your house you <laughs> like, <laughs> need him out of here for a while yeah <laughs> he had one trick in here that surprised me he does a fakie manual i can't remember seeing him do that before or after this i thought that he was had really yeah he he that whole part he learns stuff while filming it in a line like and i mean some people a lot of people do that but i mean like total im like improv like they, he did a lot of that stuff it, and i was it, it was insane like yeah fakie manual like i probably never even tried that in his life and, and it probably didn't even take him that long i wasn't there for that but i know what you're talking about i think it's the same uh manual pad that matt eversall skates to in the video maybe but uh he just uh, i didn't take him long to like i mean 
it was a few days from when we first went on that trip to he was he picked it up really quick like obviously he knew how to skate street before but i mean adapted to like the new stuff pretty quickly i mean yeah i mean he's he's so naturally gifted yeah i mean it's just he's one of those guys that he just has whatever it is that makes you skate good (laughs) yeah genetically you know he's got that thing it's always it's it's amazing to to think and we've talked about this a bit on this show but i i truly can't think of anybody from the 80s rock star vert skater era that weathered the 90s like steve caballero did you know no yeah no there's nobody there's no, just nobody. Yeah, either they ended up in j- j- in prison for a while or something yeah. bad happened. Or, or they just faded out, they quit, they realized that they yeah. were, their time was up. There was no way they were gonna ever, you know, like yeah, yeah. Steve is just he's he's just got it. Whatever it is, he, he put a skateboard in front of him and he just can do it. It's a, yeah, he's a prodigy. He's, a, he's always a smart person. Like, I mean, I wish I would have taken a lot more advice of, of him from him me being a 17 year old know-it-all unfortunately at the time like yeah yeah whatever but i mean he had really good life advice with things and he's lo- he's he's loyal to he's always he's the, one of the most honest people i've ever met one of the kindest and he's loyal to the point where it's he he expects that loyalty not in return towards him but like for instance when i got kicked off pal he stopped talking to me when Caswell Barry quit, pal, he stopped talking to him. Not totally like it wasn't childish or anything like that. He just kind of like thought like, I mean, he helped bring us up on the team. And, and like I got kicked off by basically getting myself, like trying to get myself and not giving him any like chance to talk to me about it or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like basically met, mentor, he'd mentored people and then they would just kind of peace out. I, I felt kind of bad about that. It was years later I saw him at the warp tour and he like got along with him again, kind of made up for how big of an ass I was. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you talk about the guy's loyalty, like he's, yeah. he's still on Powell now. Yeah, exactly. As we... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he never left. Everything yeah, I, that that video, like that was Cab's like comeback video. And I think he probably I, besides Gershon, I, a lot of people got a lot of buzz off of that because I think they were expecting after seeing his name that he was going to like drop in on a vert ramp and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just going to like that. And it was actually a full street part. Mm-hmm. And he even, had, he even had, he had vert footage for it and he didn't even use it, which was, yeah. Kind I think of there's some, I think there is there's later, some there's vert some footage for, later in the video. Yeah, towards the end, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. In his part part, it's all street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like the, I think like China, I think they go yeah. to China yeah. or something like that. Yeah. In, yeah. 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 But he had some seriously really good vert footage that he could have used at like iconic vert ramps. Like, uh, I don't know if it was Max Shaft's place then in San Francisco, but it, the vert ramp in there and this other one in Fresno that was really popular at the time. And it could have easily been in there, but no, he's all street. <laughs> That's cool, man. All right. Next up, Jason Phillips. And he's got a, he's skating to Steve Miller classic swing town. But he's got a short part here due to a, an ankle break. Yeah. Yeah. Which you Which, get to see. Yeah, you get to see it kind of <laughs> gnarly. I kind of had to, I, I don't like to see that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. And that's a bad one too, huh? Yeah. It's, it's, like, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he really wanted it included for some reason. Did he? That's cool. Yeah, I get some oh, sympathy really? points there. Yeah. They, they fought to keep the whole thing in. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, man. I don't even, I, I kind of remember that, but not really. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I think he was kind of stingy with the footage that they like had you edit for his part too. Like, no, I don't yeah. want to use that. No, I don't want to use that. I, right. I, think, I kind of remember him being like that. I think he had a little bit more footage that could have probably made it a tiny bit longer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Powell was never really known for like including like gnarly slams in their videos. Yeah. You know, it was all cartoony back in the, in the yeah. 80s and that, you know, like bing. Yeah. You know, yeah, sound effects and stuff. Like sound effects, yeah. <laughs> it was like slow mo, and you could yeah. see it. it was just like gnarly ah. ankle break, and it's just like, wow, dude, just come a long way. Yeah. yeah. The thing with him too is, I'm pretty sure the whole time, even after he broke his ankle, the Planet Earth and Rhythm guys they wanted him. Mm -hmm. He probably would have gone on to be on Rhythm, but I think he, by the time his leg actually healed good enough. I think he moved just moved on to something else like didn't like probably still skateboarded but didn't care as much about it hmm. where is he from uh santa barbara galita like that area okay i'm pretty sure so he's like, like a local around that area. zone guy probably yeah yeah uh, i think him and sammy baptista and um a couple of the other little guys that were flow like he skated with some of the kids that were flow but he was a full am on the team because he like grew up he like grew a little quicker than them like hit puberty a little quicker than them or whatever mm -hmm. but he's just really good yeah so at the end of the his part you get to see him in the cast and on the screen it uh the text reads although jason's part was tragically cut short by a slight miscalculation he promises to come back <laughs> with a longer part for our next video get well soon jason <laughs> so i guess that longer part didn't happen i guess no the next nope one like he by the time we edited the video he was healing because he did like right after the video like a few weeks after editing it we had to shoot the shoot this ad it was for like some pow wheel and i had like a sequence it's a this fakey flip tail slide that's also in the credits of, mm -hmm. of the suburban dines video and he had like a trick off this ledge so he was starting to skate again by the time like that that happened like he had gotten out of his cast and started physical therapy and i think to shoot that ad he like skated under the do not the doctor's recommendation like shouldn't have been but like that's the last i heard of him like really nothing else ever heard we didn't hear of him ever getting kicked off or anything all i heard was from rich Cowell's like the rhythm guys were maybe gonna put him on and then nothing hmm. else <laughs> interesting all right next up mike valley uh skating to husker do a song called Diane. And uh, I always think of like, you know, Mike, but he's back on Powell. I think that put a lot of eyeballs back on the company. To say something about that part, best part song to video, in my opinion, like the song and the part, if anything goes the best together, it's that like. James, is that anything you can speak on? What was it like? So you and Mike worked together on this part. What was it like meeting him yeah. and then, and working with Mike? Oh yeah, it was, I mean, it was great meeting him and I got along with him really well. And he, uh, but he had a really clear vision of this part and, uh, but we experimented a lot to try to make it work. And I don't know, it came out really well. I'm still, I watch it. It's probably the one I watched the most from this video. I have this, just this one part, um, you know. Probably the only one that still holds up the best today, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, it's it's filmed with like it's filmed with other kinds of cameras. It's not all just handheld. You know, yeah, it's not just handheld. It's like yeah, a, it feels feels like you know, yeah. There's just more variety to it. It feels like a well, the edit too. Like when we saw that too, we're like, damn, Gaul's fucking doing a great job because that whole they had an alien like the memory scream alien workshop video memory scream mm -hmm. vibe to it mm -hmm. along with like along with like it had like a, other like kind of but it had that vibe to it it was like it and somehow fit in the video too where all, all our, our parts were more just standard mm -hmm. and but his was like yeah i don't a little know more artistic I, part yeah. vibe yeah. to it yeah mm -hmm. yeah but also just draw dropping we had no idea that mike was gonna try like I don't know if he had to try hard for that. Probably not. He was just killing it. But we had no idea that like just there was the clips. There was just certain footage in that part that uh, every one of us that when we finally got to see it were, were just eye dropping or like, like just jaw dropping like, wow. And because yeah, he edit, comes I mean, on to be like the, the team manager, basically, you know, like, yeah. OK, you're retired. You're just going to work at the company. And then he's just still ripping. Yeah. And the, uh, the Super 8 footage is filmed by uh, Jason Lee, which is a little, little fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was that was after Jason was pretty much kind of out. Yeah, he's pretty much out of skate, starting acting career or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And I think him and I think Chris Pastras filmed some of it, too. There's a lot of people that filmed some things in that video that, like, weren't listed. Like Kurt Hayashi, who filmed some of my stuff, he's not listed just uh like there's a quite through a few the cracks kind of yeah yeah no, either that that and plus like back then no one really cared like if their name was in a video really like mm -hmm. no one got paid for it like and none, of, none of my filmers got paid for doing it you know yeah like like it seemed like the only thing is the the like to get paid would be like someone who has to sit down and edit and or produce the video or the, that type of stuff like we were just happy to do it yeah he's like kick flipping everywhere in this video i think some people <laughs> think that mike mike can't even do a kick flip they think of him <laughs> just doing like you know bonuses Dude. and stuff so everything yeah, is so yeah, everything sure. is so huge and just yeah, gnarly. that three sixty flip at the skate zone, Dude, like over the God. hip. It's just like super high. Dude, he did those cut. consistently, like, it, like, like it, he had them down. Like he do them like that on flat too. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that that line at Huntington Beach with the fakey ollie over the the guardrail going out of the park to yeah. this day is one of my favorite things because it's so like surprising. Like one thing you don't do lines at that park; it's too small. I mean, you have to be like a powerhouse like him because it's not possible. It's the type of it's like this that park's the size of my living room. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't figure out how he's ollieing over the, the big can over the pyramid because there's no like yeah. how do you get the speed? Because it's like and he kick flips it too, I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah, his yeah. last trick. And it's like, <laughs> and it's not a can, it's a barrel, it's like an oil drum. Yeah, and that thing that's a like a no speed to that pyramid, and it's lame, like it, it it's hard to just clear it. And to get that type of, yeah, that type of pop off of it is mm -hmm. ridiculous. There's some Murdy Park in here too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's right by Jason Lee's house too. Like right around yeah. the corner. I've skated. Is that the one with the small. steep hip? Mm -hmm. It's about the like size super of like tiny, a little right? kiddie pool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, we went there. But it, yeah. Super eight footage. Mike does all lean over the hip there, I think. And then like smiles or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just remember we went there and like, we, like it was the team and, 
us little guys were trying stuff or like try a backside flip over the hip. All I, all you do is basically backside flip and land on flat, nowhere near that, like landing in the transition. We didn't know how to fix. And we were just in awe that Mike could like ollie the, that hip. Like it was an actual like hip you could skate. It was more like just this little tiny steep thing that, I just didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. I heard the, the builders, like the blueprints, it was supposed to be this yeah. larger thing. And then they read the blueprints wrong and they're just like, oh, dude, just make it this little tiny thing. No <laughs> way. Oh, <really>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's better than like some, some parks these days that are built like crap. And it's just because the people building it take the money and run. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But in addition to all that, Mike, I don't know if it's in his part part. Maybe it's later in the Japan or one of those kind of later segments, but he's got like some of his dude that well, I don't even know what it is. It's like a giant flail, like windmill boneless. He like, you oh, know what almost I mean? Like, like a backflip type the, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, it's he jumps super high and he like, it's like on a wedge ramp or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like stuff that was super at the time. Very, it's very, it's very Mike V. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But very unusual to see in a in a 1994 era skate video where like just grabbing anything, you know, was like you don't you don't grab. You yeah, know? well, I think of even like his opening montage trick, the the spinning helicopter ho ho. Like you never saw yeah. anything like that in 1994. Yes. So yeah, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like if go. you break it all down, you know, like his cl- you know, like speed freaks public domain rubbish heap super classic i think this one kind of gets overlooked like this could be his best video part you know yeah probably i mean this was in a time there was no video premieres i mean the premiere was held at steve's house cat steve cab's house on his 30th birthday basically Mm -hmm. and you know so it was basically san jose guys got to see it and that's about it i i think like there was some late night action sports even back then tv sh- shows that might play certain parts of the video every once in a while but wasn't huge for sure that i mean were you there did you get to go to the uh, premiere yeah yeah um i was an idiot i got drunk at the pre- premiere at steve's house and okay. i met tim brosh for the first time rest in peace by spilling beer all over him <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty interesting. They premiered the first Powell video in Tony Hawk's parents' living room. Nice. So now, so now like 15 years later, Full they're in circle. Cab's living room. Yeah. Full <laughs> circle. Yeah. They went all the way to, from that to like theaters in the Midwest with like thousands of people back down to the living room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I had a chance. I think it was propaganda because I was flow for the team to go to one of their uh, – for the premiere for that and i was kind of scared to go because of how huge they were back then like even for propaganda they had a pretty big premiere or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i don't remember exactly where it was from but like todd hastings actually invited me i'm like that's kind of sounds scary (laughs) 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 so i don't yeah i don't know i've never liked huge premieres like that anyways but (laughs) how about that valley forever carved into someone's arm like with a razor blade just some weird like super fan or something i i I wasn't there for it or anything but we asked him about it was just some i I think it's some some teenage girl that just did it after some demo east coast demo they're on just for the hell of it not being asked or anything just did it (laughs) wow just so yeah no it's it's still on her arm (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's probably still got the scar (laughs) yeah James, yeah. any final uh, 
memories on uh, Mike's part before we move on? Can you working with this? I'm picturing like dark room. It's late at night. Yeah, yeah. You two in the <laughs> I edit am bay, too. Figure, I want to know. Yeah, locked in the edit bay together. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. We had a lot of fun just uh, experimenting and finding something that worked. And he had a really clear vision. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know for me, I I like Tusker too, so it was fun to cut to that song too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was real. It was fun. It was really fun. That's awesome. It keeps it actually. It it helped. It I think I thought it a lot about it a lot through my editing career because it was like probably mo one of the most gratifying like work experiences I ever had. You know, mm -hmm. like we got so excited when something worked, like we would like yeah. high five and jump up <laughs> and yell yeah. and stuff. Because it was just turning out so good. I mean, so yeah, but yeah, it was so awesome. much fun. That's great. So that's it for like the the kind of classic solo parts of the video. And it's only you know this this video is a half an hour. We're only about fifteen minutes in, and then it moves <laughs> to kind of like some some tour footage and like more montage yeah. type stuff, which seems to be kind of like a format they had been playing with for a while. Like I think the previous yeah. videos, like we get the parts and then we'll just shove all the amateurs together at the end. So the first part is Danny Wainwright and Steve Caballero on a tour in China. And this is cut to the offspring. Oh, we are yeah. one. I envy them for the, that and the Japan trip. Like I wanted to go on those trips so bad, but mm -hmm. my, my leaving socks all over Steve's house showed I wasn't immature enough to oh. go on the trips. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you notice the ramp? Uh, of course, a, a band yes. this spray painted on it. Yeah, I got yeah. some classic, uh, <laughs> like Powell logo tags and, on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a. I think it's, it's Caballero's name is spray painted on 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 there. Too, yeah, and so. they ran out of room and they like went up. <laughs> yeah, the it's wall. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some dude skating like a legit like early grabbing on like an old school yeah fishbowl mm -hmm. going off a launch ramp and then Caballero does that massive long launch. Yeah, it looks you know. like it's like they're having like a farthest Ollie type contest. Yeah. It's like a yeah. demo. Maybe the locals are having a contest. Yeah. Kind of looks like a cool scene. You can tell China is kind of behind the times a little bit equipment-wise yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. 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 I mean, it they're looks... doing like like slaloming with bottles or slalom, like with, yeah, they're doing slalom. Soda bottles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, yeah, the uh the launch ramp, man. Again, like just another thing you just didn't see mm -hmm. then. You know, yeah, he's got cool. a clip where he goes yeah. off the launch ramp into the vert ramp and then like oh, launches God. back out. Dude, it's sick. Yeah, I love yes. that. I love that. And then yeah. there is a little bit of cab vert footage here. Mm -hmm. And man, just this Caballero doing a front side invert. It's just like I could just watch that all day. You know, yeah, Danny you know? said that vert ramp was just like if you slid out, you're getting like the hugest splint. Like it was just a terrible vert ramp. Mm -hmm. Like the <laughs> like it was the wood, like. You can't really see it in the video, but I guess it's like, yeah, yeah. you slide out. You have like the biggest sliver ever. Oh. <laughs> I guess the coping, the coping kept falling off on one side. And I mean, I've skated a vert ramp and it would scare, it would give me nightmares to think of like doing even just like a kick turn grind on it. And then the coping coming down with you on a vert ramp. Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I heard, yeah, I heard that ramp was pretty janky. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's is Caballero's up on the on the deck, and he says, "Does he say like this is this ramp's really small or something like that?" Yeah. yeah. 
I'm looking at it going, like, I wouldn't drop it on that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't he, go anywhere well, he's near part that of like, the, like the old school, like real school vert skaters. That, like, oh, yeah. You can't, you, like there's enough vert, like you can't pop your tail unless you're Omar Hassan. You can't right. pop your tail, you go to the flat bottom. <laughs> like if, right. you, if you pop your tail. <laughs> Yeah, like it's cab tried to show me how to skate vert on this fresno vert ramp and of course me being a stupid kid street skater i didn't care about learning how to really i'm like teach me how to backside air and then i need to know how to kickflip indie <laughs> yeah like so you shouldn't be doing and like yeah i just he, he showed me that like if you hit your tail like you it should sends you straight to the flat bottom and He's he's the type of like yeah he's the type of vert skater like cabs he like bounces off the coping when he does stuff and still kind of goes out or whatever mm-hmm. he's got but yeah I mean from what I heard that ramp it sounded like it was so janky <laughs> so yeah. like well, Danny was, Danny can skate vert a little bit and he's like I didn't want to drop in on it <laughs> yeah so. It was skinny though, I think too. It was only it looks like it's yeah. four sheets of ply lengthwise wide, which is not that wide yeah. for a vert ramp. It looks yeah. like they probably like burned it down and by the at the end of the yeah. demo or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like seriously. James, can you remember how like how much like for the, the this segment, like how much footage are they coming back from China with that you get it cut down to like a tight, entertaining segment? Is it hours and hours or they just got like one or two tapes? Do you remember no, anything I, like that? I think it was hours and hours, but they had gone through it. <laughs> Dang. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember specifically, but it was a lot of footage. Yeah. But it, I think it was only uh, two or three different places. Like a lot, of, I think they didn't go very many places. Yeah, more it seems in, to be all. More in just, Japan than, yeah, China. Yeah, it seems to be all based around that like local demo and contest right, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And did you notice it looks like they're awarding like a local skater aboard and it's like an old Powell <laughs> yeah, like dragon advance yeah. Yeah. board. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like a green tail guard on it and everything. It's like a full on, like all yeah, the plastics it's, it's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think they I, sent I a lot of that sure. leftover eighties product. They sent it all to yeah. China. Yeah. I don't want to know. If, I don't want to say for sure, but I think it, that trip might've been the first time someone had gone to ch- like a skateboard team had gone to china in like a decade or long something like time. that and it, i think it had been a long time like then they were the first for like yeah, for like seriously a long time mm-hmm. and then it looks like the demo closer is danny uh ollieing over the fence off the launch ramp that's yeah. kind of like the shut down the demo and then there's footage of them skating on the great wall of china which is pretty pretty crazy yeah I wonder if that was frowned upon or if they're like, I would think so. I would think yeah. it would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've been to the wall of China later on in life and it seems like it, I couldn't imagine setting my skateboard down like that. I don't know. It just seems oh, yeah. like, but I don't know. Maybe things were different then. All right. So next up is a similar kind of segment and it's Mike V and Steve Caballero on a Japan tour skating to the Bengals hazy shade of winter. And this is another part I really love because, you know, I think in 94, I'm 20 years old and I'm just like, feel already yeah. feel like an old dude. So, you know, my glory days were in the 80s. So it's just like, wow, I got Mike V and Steve Caballero <laughs> back together. Like all is right with the world. You know, I'm just like, yeah, watch this all day long. Rich Caldwell was on that trip, too. And I hated him for it because it was between me or him and he got to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was so bummed. 
Mm-hmm. It, it probably would have helped if I would have had a passport where Rich Caldwell had one at the there time. There you go. There you go. So. <laughs> and I noticed one of the clips had uh, while Mike was like signing an autograph, it said May first, nineteen ninety four. I wonder if that was accurate. No, I don't think so because I that would have been like, a little later, maybe. Maybe actually, maybe it was. You know what? It might have been because like suburban diners came out in september 94 so it everything moved fast then yeah but mm-hmm. like that was only the first like a couple months like mike i got my first call from mike and it was the scariest thing in my life jamie mike valley when he got on the team <laughs> when he was on the team again i was just like what and then that was like probably december 93 and i mean the trade show was like january 94 and then, yeah, they went pretty quickly after that. So I, it is probably accurate. I mean, okay. that whole time went by pretty quickly. Like, like just everything about that. Yeah, it was, wasn't like some of the videos later on I filmed for where you take five, four or five years to film a three-minute mm-hmm. part. So I was always just wondering because it seemed like every video camera had that feature, but no one ever knew how to change the date. Yeah. You know, it was like the date exactly. and time was always wrong, yeah. Could be in the corner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a part in here where uh, Mike V like gets pissed and he punches his board, and it looks like it just smokes some kid that's sitting there. I don't know if it actually hit him. Yeah, yeah. Cabs come another way too. Yeah, yeah. I think he did that a lot around that around that time. I think it's even in another video where he like kind of throws his board and punches it too. They show him playing air hockey too, and I guess Mike gets crazy playing air hockey, like. Like, like he like busted up cabs, like knuckles playing air hockey. No, he man. just got super serious about it. <laughs> He's like, Come on, I'll take you and Rich on at the same time, or whatever. <laughs> this is awesome. But I mean, Mike is a hockey fan, but I mean, mm-hmm. air hockey is mm-hmm. a little bit different. But <laughs> well, Larry's had to endure his share of Mike V's abuse over the years, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end, I wanted to talk about Cab. Looks like as a toy collector, he was like bought some Godzilla and some. Oh, I don't, God, I don't yeah. know the, the name of those. It's Do you know that? Yeah, it's Baltan from Ultraman. Yes, That's... Ultraman. I couldn't think yeah. of the name. Yeah. 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 So I bet he had to hold, buy a whole nother second suitcase for all his toys. To <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah. His house was a his house was a toy room, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that Godzilla was gigantic. Yeah, it was huge. RC yeah, huge. Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He had he had 720 the video game arcade he game still has it, it mm-hmm. he does he still has it dude he had it in his garage yeah and my one of my favorite 17 year old memories is smoke most of his girlfriend's weed go out <laughs> there and just fucking play it for hours don't have to put quarters in it just yeah play it for hours go back in smoke the rest of her weed <laughs> play it wake up. Be, they were pissed why you smoke all my weed so you can smoke some of it i'm 17 <laughs> and I'm a jackass but no yeah with rad he had that he had that 720 game and like it brought i mean obviously brought back memories of being like a young kid wanting to play that so bad yeah yeah it's already yeah, ancient at 1994 that game oh yeah 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 i yeah, got that I mean, for free I mean, apparently first time i played it was 87 or something like that yeah, I had the Nintendo version of that game, which totally sucked. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like the Nintendo port that. of it. It was so bad. Yeah, because you the, needed yeah, the, that circular. Joystick. You needed exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was so hard to do with that like D pad. 
you know? Yeah, because you could have like twelve sixty boneless yeah. in there or whatever. Yeah, you exactly. You really jump on the the weird car, like the yeah the, the <laughs> car. It's like from a Tom Petty video or something. <laughs> yeah, like like you could. Yeah, the the yeah the yeah the yeah the fucking the actual uh, Nintendo version was terrible. I remember that. Yeah, I saw a, a video of uh, I think St- Steve Caballero it was just a couple of years ago. He was giving it like a house tour. It was like a crib, yeah. you know, not cribs, but like a yeah, yeah. Check out my and he's got all his his wall of old fifties and sixties skateboards and stuff. But yeah, then he's yeah. like, here's my and he's still got a 720 machine and he fired it up and he starts playing. Nice. Oh, he still got that thing. Yeah, he's in the print ad for that that game arcade game yeah. in Thrasher. So I think yeah. the trade was I'll be. In they your, gave him one. Yeah, they, yeah, they he got they gave yeah, him one. What, yeah, I really yeah. told me that. Yeah. Yeah, it was so just a, tri- such a trip out time. Like, I I wasn't much of a stoner. I started becoming a stoner at that time, and it was really weird to get paranoid stoned my first day with my idol Steve Caballero. He's like, "You want to swim in my pool?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude. I'm just scared." <laughs> like, <laughs> so scared. But then all the and just all the times, just like zoning out on that 720 game, it was great. That's awesome. It was awesome. So after the Japan tour, we've kind of got the last segment here called Side Orders. So that's going with the uh, the diner theme of the video. Which was is... kind of flow people and other people like you're this close to being <laughs> kicked uh-huh. off. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> people on the way yeah. in and people on the way out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And this is cut to two songs, Steeler's Wheel, Stuck in the Middle with You and the Go-Go's Head Over Heels. Oh, and yeah. uh, it starts off with Ty Evans, who's got pretty substantial amount of footage here. Like, he could almost have like his own. He did. He had, a, he had enough, but he was more interested after he was on that tour, too. We like met up with us down in Santa Barbara that summer tour with Cab. I forgot he was because he filmed some of us. He, he was the one if anyone was filming, he would film us. And uh he would he yeah he was uh, just as good as all the other ams and he could skate vert like he like he could do he he could skate vert really good too mm-hmm. but i think towards the end of that he want he was our like in-house team manager like handled like when we had questions to call so like obviously we're not going to call George Fallon ass for something mm-hmm. but so he did that for a while and i think he just started getting into like production after after suburban diners like more per, like producing and then just found out he had a knack for filming and that's how he started filming so much but yeah mike told me a story one time that ty came to mike and was just like hey i would I, you know i want to be a filmer could i spearhead the yeah. next video project so mike went to george and was just like hey you know ty has expressed interest in being like the filmer for the team and george yeah. was like, oh we, we we've already kind of got johnny oliver so we don't we don't need Ty to be running a video camera. So that would have been yes. really awesome to have like a, a Ty spearheaded Powell Powell video. That would yeah. be really awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happened is the rhythm and planet earth guys got him and like one of the like best like underground core videos was the rhythm genesis video that him doing that made Transworld really like want him to start like full time doing their videos and what made it the Transworld video so good or whatnot. But yeah, then all those George's, girl and George's lost. Yeah, George has lost out on a lot of opportunities like that. And I wouldn't say it's because he's a jerk or anything. It's just, I, I, he, 
he needed Stacy to see the talent coming in. You know, he 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 yeah. could see maybe the way to finance it to like you know balance it. Like George was the voice of reason on that when it was both of them. But after that, I think it's just George. I don't know. I mean, he just didn't have that, and it almost seemed like it just was a business after that. Like it had nothing to do because I know there's a time when George loved skateboarding. Because I remember it wasn't the time when I rode for them. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I sometimes question, I'm like, George, you have to love skateboarding. Like the like letter he sent me after, he, like, because he had someone else kick me off. The letter he sent me, it was pretty like demeaning to me, which was kind of rightfully so for what I did. And also for what I said to the guy, Matt Sharkey, that was our uh, team manager at the time that did the kicking me off or whatever. I was like, wow, like, I wish he would have had this energy, like, when it, like we were doing those videos. Most mm-hmm. of it was he was just kind of there in the background, like, whatever works, whatever works, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. So, so after Ty, we've got Tony Tiu saying that wrong, Charlie Wilkins, Jamie, you got a couple more tricks yeah. in here. Sammy you were saying Baptiste. right. It's, it's Tony Tiu. Oh, Tony Tiu. Right. Okay. Tiu. Yeah, Tony Tiu, or what? Yeah. Sammy Baptista is here, pre shorties. Uh, Matt Eversall. Yep. We got Rockman is Chung is in here. Danny Wainwright. We've got a Solomon Aga cameo. We've got Gershon Mosley. Yeah. And then I think uh, Tony too was was too was cameo. I don't think he was riding for us. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah, he was on Santa Cruz at the time. He he just that same year he had a part skating to Duran Duran, hungry like a wolf in <laughs> in a Santa Cruz video nice because they came out with like a video around the same time i wanted i can't remember the name of it but they did like little 411 skits for it i wish i could remember oh, the name yeah they was, did like a yeah. 411 rip i remember that one. Yeah, yeah 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 and it was it was around the same time it was before ours but it was around the same time vert cab in this part too i didn't recognize <laughs> that ramp or where that was matt did you know um, that one at all no i, I don't um, know what where that was well i'm trying to remember because oh i i don't i i i can't call it i have no idea i can't remember <laughs> there's only one real part in this part and that belongs to vagrant <laughs> yeah this is where we see the, <laughs> the vagrant, yeah. the vagrant. <laughs> that is a harsh slam i want to think that i ended up seeing that later on like a mtv you know there was like a slam show on, yeah. no you know, yeah like hijinks show on mtv or something and they yeah that in there. definitely landed on something like that yeah, it, yeah. Danny told 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 us he's like telling the guy, no, just don't do it. And even though I mean, he couldn't talk the guy out of, out of wanting to do it, and he's like, fine. And he tried to tell the guy, he's like, you got to get on your board, you jump on it, then push. And the guy kind of is drunk, obviously, and just kind of crazy. And it, it just he said it was he knew it was bad right when the guy like jumped so high in the air yeah. to land on the board before going off a drop, like mm-hmm. like the worst. Like if the worst execution you could possibly think of for that situation, especially when you don't know how to ride a skateboard. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you see his feet and they're together. Yeah, exactly. He's not landing in a position that he could even possibly roll out of that thing. Like he's landing feet, like middle of the board feet together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that for the first time going like, yeah, I know exactly how this is about to end. (laughs) I remember James editing that because it was to the Go Go song or whatever. We had to get it on the cue of when it's uh, uh, the whole world out of sync. 
Like right when the sink we have slam and hit, we're like, yeah, dude. Like just so stoked on that. Oh, that was so good. We had a lot of fun. I think that was like a really fun part doing the like the AMs and flow guy or like the flow guys with like that because that was like once the meat of the video was done or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and everybody was there too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it was too weird. Like sometimes when like I I mean for Mike obviously Mike doing his part how he wanted to do it was good, but like I don't know it was kind of weird sometimes we kind of do our like be in there while everyone like i remember doing something for my part and i'm just in there by myself and just like eh, like i didn't know how to do it because like any other pal video i've been in like the they like jim did it or someone else did it and the i'm like i don't know how to edit like i make videos on home on vhs where i like cue the vhs recorder and then cue my high eight camcorder and like, <laughs> yeah. it all just ghetto so yeah. but it was fun it was it was a good like little experience to see it done like to see it done too because like basically knew like that's kind of where the pal video uh, like the pal videos we grew up started in that editing room like the you know like first rough cuts and stuff so it was that was kind of magic just to see see that for sure. And then this part ends with Johnny Oliver ollieing over that big, you know, skateboard monolith yeah. from Animal Chin. That's like super cool. Yeah, on a long, not a long board, but I think a longish board too, man. Johnny, Johnny ruled that place. And he was like one of my he was my advocates for pal after that. And like around scenic drive and slowly when I started fading into obscurity with the team, he'd always let me come down there, stay at his house. Like just a great guy, like would be down to film me no matter, like no matter what he'd be down to film me. Even like when he knew the writing was on the wall, like it's never going to get used for anything, pal or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, he was, that, that was awesome. We wanted we i think all of us were down to have him have the last trick too because like at the time i think he had to open the he had the at night had to open the skate zone for us where the only the mini ramp was pretty much left some of the other obstacles were sort of there i hmm. can't remember what if any of the street i think some of the street stuff was still kind of there starting to get removed but yeah i mean he would let us in there to skate all the time like it was really cool so like really great guy we I remember wanting him to be the guy that like once Ty left being like the in-house team manager and he just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. He had like, he had no, no want to have to deal with like sending out boards and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Especially because when Ty was doing it, we started getting fan mail too. That was weird. Like, the, <laughs> like pal guys hadn't had fan mail for a while. I started getting, I, I got a couple weird, creepy, like girls writing weird, like, I'm a fashion model. I drive a Porsche. I come move to Kentucky and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay for your, I'll pay your way or whatever. I'm just, yeah, so like crazy stuff. But I mean, I know other, wow. some of the other guys got it too. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. <laughs> All right. So after side orders, we just cut to the closing credits and which actually start with the people who filmed it. I thought I would read them off real quick just to give them uh, some props. Uh, it's an, actually in alphabetical order. We've got Bryce Atkinson, Axel, Larry Brem, Tyler Brown, Don Bruno. I know Don is like a 
super early Edison, New Jersey, like Mike V's early no side crew. Um, Steve Caballero, Rich Caldwell, Tim Erickson, Ty Evans, Matt Eversall, Jerry Fowler, Gap, and that's that's actually George Powell. Yeah. Pete Gibbs, Matt Hathaway, Marcus James, Kenny Kolinek, Jason Lee, Johnny Oliver, Jacob Rodriguez, Jeff Taylor, Jason Ty, Jeremy Traub, and Ann Valley. So Mike's wife got the final filmer credit there. And then we have the music credits and we have thank you lists. That seemed to be like a very new trendy type Scott, like video trying to like a get out of jail yeah, yeah like a, card. <laughs> yeah it's like a lot of uh skate videos started doing like thank you lists at the end from the, the skaters oh the thank thank you list i'm sorry i thought you meant the music credits oh yeah no 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 where they're like yeah we're just gonna put the music credits in here and hope that that will yeah. be enough <laughs> yeah not to end up slap us. To work though yeah 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 that's the saying like ask for forgiveness and don't ask for permission or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then we kind of yeah. have the other credits that we read at the beginning. So we talked about there was a little bit of a premiere at Cab's house. So I was just wanted to maybe get some final and closing thoughts from you guys about this video. For me, it was the best time, like one of the best times of my life. Like the, the actual maturity, like puberty change and like everything about like being able to like have power in my skateboarding and just meeting so many people like i said like going on that tour like cab had to stay we didn't have to stay at a hotel when we went on that trip with cab just staying with like i mean we stay with every bones brigade member pretty much besides like maybe tommy guerrero i mean mike mcgill steve size tony Hawk, blah 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 like like all just all the guys and just it, it was just the whole thing was amazing to be a part of i felt really i felt really proud of myself that mike v like kept me on the team because i was sure from the beginning like i'm a little kid from portland which back then like no one cared about portland not even even though we had burnside it was garbage then because the like the, the asphalt ground but like i didn't think i was gonna last because i'm i'm too wishy-washy i am still now i'm either quiet or talk way too talkative like i am now mm -hmm. <laughs> and oh dude but I just didn't think I'd last. Like I, I, it was really, it meant a lot to me that like he kept me on the team and like he, yeah, it was just, it was just a good time. It all, it just learn you're learning new things for the first time and uh, just all that stuff. It was, it was great. And to make a video that we knew that like pals' reputation with their vids, video like their last videos wasn't that great but we had something we were proud of that we knew that at least like if someone gave it a chance they were going to watch it mm -hmm. unlike maybe play um why would they watch it when they could watch the new plan b video like at that time or whatever mm -hmm. we had some like at least getting to the level or whatnot and it was it was amazing to be a part of that i was proud to be a part of that so yeah very cool. Matt, any final quick thoughts on Suburban Diners? Vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> Where it. is he now? Yeah. Where, Where is, is he, he now? now? Where is he now? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Let's, instead of me, you should get him on the, on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. I, like I said, it's um to me, it's a, it's a return to 
a little bit more of a of a I don't know, like an impactful Paul Peralta that kind of kept on that trajectory from there. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't ever, you know, we always talk about play and, and chaos and stuff kind of being what I think most people the probably consider point. the lowest point. Yeah. And um, so this was the start of a upper upward tra- trajectory back into sort of being more of a, I don't know, you know, a respected company again and somebody mm-hmm. who, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it set that pace. So I, yeah. I really like this video. Me too. I agree with what you said. James, I will let you have the final comments on All Suburban right. Diners. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was great. It was so much fun to work on. And I was a big fan of Steve's and Mike Valley. And um, they, I, I think I was just so nervous at first to be working there with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we did Steve's part first. Oh, so wow, I don't okay. really remember a lot about that yeah. product. But by the time like uh, we got to the uh, Japan stuff, it was like, I don't know. We just had so much fun putting that together and stuff. I remember uh, just laughing a lot and joking around a bunch. And, and it, you know, it gave me the confidence as, I mean, it was probably one of my first, or was probably my first big editing job. And it gave me the confidence pretty much the rest of my career that I could be creative and you know, and something would come out of it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so uh, yeah. after that, you just kept working at Quantum Video. There, there wasn't any more talk about working on the next video at Powell or anything like that. No, I think. Yeah, I, I went back to Quantum. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I had, I had talked to George, and I think uh, I just saw Jim Knight's name. I know I had talked to him over the years, mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, I don't know. It never, it never arose again. And then I think, you know, I moved to LA short, not four or five years later. So, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Just like lost contact or. I beast part. Uh, it's just amazing. It, it, I did. I love how uh, James, I love how you did the whole video and then that just to like put a hook in it with like Mike's creativity with along with it. But like it, it brings me back to the, old alien workshop memory screen and that's like the best <laughs> video that's Thank just you the so best and yeah. you, you you edit it you could give but you edit it in a way that was the same like little blips and stuff that just yeah i mean yeah it, it was really great like awesome it was awesome working with you man yeah it was awesome working with you thanks man all right. Thank you so much, guys. This has been a video I've been looking forward to getting to on the show. So I thank you guys for your insight and stories. It's been it's been great. I think people are going to love hearing this one. Right awesome. on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. There they go. James and Jamie. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. That was super great. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. Dude. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. All right. So moving on, I think it's that time. And now, the Bones Brigade Audio Show Mailbag. All right, man. We have actually some uh, we have some good ones this week. We always have good ones, but we have some real good ones this week. Awesome. We have uh, Francisco G. And he writes into us and he said, thank you. Oh, this is in regard to the, I should say, the chaos alternate edit. Okay. Okay. He says, thank you. I saw this edit 30 years ago, had a friend who wrote for Powell that had a copy of it. And for the longest time, I wondered if I dreamt seeing it since it was never released to the general public. 
I remember tripping out on how amazing Paulo Diaz's gnarly nose blunt slide was when I saw this. And the next thing you know, he was on stereo and not in this version of the video or in the version of the video that was released. Anyways, keep up the amazing work. Nice. Thank you, Francisco. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he might have been the gentleman. Remember the guy who wrote in about the Anita episode and said he saw her like later Skating on in doing nolly kickflips yeah. and all this crazy yeah. tricks. Yeah, I think that's this gentleman. Same dude. All right. Well, yeah. cool. thanks for writing in. Then we have Ryan M. And he writes in and says, it's insane that this somehow keeps happening. But that Eric Ricks part was sick. And the whole thing seems to flow better than the original released version. Interesting. Interesting. I would actually agree with Ryan on that. I, I think it's a better cut. There you not, go. Not not because the first, the original is bad, mm-hmm. but just this one is better. It's got some extra know? oomph to it. Just, yeah, it got a little extra oomph to it. Flows yeah. a little bit better. And, you know, they, they did what they could with what they had, you know. Yeah. People were gone and obviously they had to make some adjustments. But hey. All right. Then we have Dave V. And he uh, he has, he says, amazing. Did Eric send you this or did, did it actually make it out into the world as happened with eight rough cut? I'm convinced there must be an alternate rough cut of hot batch sitting in a storage room at Skate One Corp somewhere. I hope so, not. God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't get this from Eric. We got this. We fi- actually found this online somewhere. And uh, that was kind of uh, in pieces and you sort of. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I found it all different. Yeah, I found it all chopped up all over the internet and then I grabbed it all and put it back together. Yeah, that's the lengths that we will go to for you. Yeah, but, listeners. It, but this one did come out because we've had people write in and say this is the copy that they owned, you know, a yeah. store-bought copy with a cover. So, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And in fact, I think um, Jamie weighed in, Jamie Fortune weighed in on a recent Instagram uh, post about it. Right, and he I said something that. about he, he he thought if he remembered right it was a it was a copy that was distributed to the team mm-hmm. early on yeah so who knows maybe you know that yeah who knows yeah but he remembers it from from that so yeah. who knows JC he writes hey Larry and Matt I've been wanting to write to you since the very beginning as I have listened to every episode that you've put out thank you Jay very cool. I just finished the chaos alternate edit episode and figured it now is a great time to write. I wanted to express how each episode that you do reinforces my belief that we as skateboarders are lucky to have skateboarding in our lives and how special it truly is. I often think about how the videos, magazines, and anything else skate related has influenced and shaped me into the person I am today. As much as my family taught me right and wrong, right from wrong, how to work hard and to always be a good person, Skateboarding has taught me just as much, if not more. It's taught me perseverance, how to look at life through unfettered eyes, and most important, to always be true to yourself. Skateboarding has also shaped my art and creativity, and for that, I'm truly thankful. Paul Peralta always had a very big influence on me since the very beginning, and I still, and it still continues to this day. To put it simply, skateboarding rules, and so does your show. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Jay, I've actually talked to Jay about coming on the show before. Um, oh. He's a great artist. And I don't know, have you ever seen that Street street Canoe zine? It's a website yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. So Jay, I guess we'll, uh, we got to get you on in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, 
you know, I think there's probably a lot of people that could say the same, you know, like, I don't, you know, it's everything builds toward what you become later in life, but skateboarding was so huge for me and it got me into so much other stuff. It got me into like arts, you know, different kinds of art, underground artists, underground music, mm-hmm. tons of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, you know, and if I hadn't found skateboarding as that gateway, I don't know if I ever would have discovered it. Maybe I would have, you know, but I don't know, man, I owe a lot to it. I wouldn't be here right now. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Here we are. Skateboarding opens a huge door. It does. All right. And then we have one last one, Bruce and Bruce writes in. So I started skating in South Africa in 1987 on a fat skateboard. Prior to that, it was only skinny penny type boards. And I got my first pro board and Alva as a hand-me-down from a friend of a friend. I delivered newspapers to save up and buy my first pro deck, a blue hawk claw with the spoon nose. At least that's what we called it at the time. Our only skate video that we had was thrashing until someone somehow showed up with a copy of Bones Brigade video show. But it was already dated in my 15-year-old brain, so when we got a copy of Animal Chin, it was Amazeballs. <laughs> then we saw Future Primitive Amaze and finally... Balls. Amazeballs. Then we saw Future Primitive and finally Public Domain and banned this. I know the order was all out of whack. That's okay. Yeah. I'm working my yeah. I'm working my way through the podcast and just finished the incredible public domain show. I had forgotten so much in your great conversation with Christian, it's Vitek, mm-hmm. had me laughing out loud a bunch and remembering how it felt when I watched it the first time. You absolutely nailed the analysis of Tommy Guerrero. The steak fajita song came rushing back. And of course, I never got over the rubber boys, namely Ray Barbie skating. Thank you for reminding this 50 year old what he had forgot as a kid. The show is awesome. And I look forward to the band this and propaganda shows. This was the last Paul Peralta video I saw. Now, all inspired to get back out to lot 11 in Miami with my Hawk reissue that I rebuilt after my mom gave away my board when I first moved to Miami in 97. Cheers, Bruce. P.S. Just curious, are you going to do an episode on thrashing? I mean, that had almost the whole Bones Brigade as well as the Soy and Alva. Cheers, FYI. Loving the interview with Catherine Stanley. So, dude, thank you, Bruce. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, thank you, Bruce. That was a great one. Thanks for uh, following along on the show. It kind of sounds like you're you're burning through the episodes and you'll get caught up pretty soon. Well. Maybe not if he's looking forward to ban this and propaganda. Oh yeah, those are long ones. <laughs> he's gonna be that's six. He's gonna be grinding that there. out. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, dude, thank you, man. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Steak, steak fajita song, Doug Smith's part. Classic. Yeah, Skate Master Tate. Me packed a lacumbre. Yeah, steak burrito, I believe, right? Yep. That's awesome, man. Thank you, thank you, Bruce. Uh, as far as an episode on thrashing, Larry, what do what do you think about that? Yeah, I think we'll do thrashing at some there. point. Yeah, yeah, I think thrashing and gleaming the cube. Yeah, we used to get requests for that a lot, including Police Academy Four. We've knocked we out did. Police Academy Four. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we we still got a lot long journey on this show to go. I wonder if we could get Max Perlick on for uh, gleaming the cube. Ooh, that could be cool. It's a possibility. You, you, you have a relationship with him of some sort, right? Yeah, I've met him a couple times. You met him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shared the story with you, right? How I. Oh I yeah, I, I've I, heard I the story. Yeah, you don't think you could tell the story? Uh, I don't know. Not right now. Maybe we'll do it on another episode. <laughs> we'll do it on the Gleaming if, the Cube if episode. Ma- if Max yeah. is on that episode, we can we can recount that tale. Yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and All right, that's it. That's the mail. To. That's the mailbag. All right. 
All right. If you want to be like these awesome folks that wrote in, and we hope that you do, you can do that by going to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com. Click on the contact page and you can just type in your message and we will receive it instantly. Or you can just hit us up on Instagram. That's an easy way too. And uh, we'll read it on a future show. So there you go. We hope that we'll hear from you guys soon. All right, Matt, anything else? I don't think so, man. That was a good one. Super yeah, fun. super great. Love that video. Yeah, definitely. All right. But we'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for Chin. Have a great night.